The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion's making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. You may be seated. Mm, my goodness. I'm saying, I'm telling you tonight, it's just like my spirit wants to go a place my body can't go. Usually when that happens, I end up running. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Get fire in your feet. That's an old school term. Anybody ever heard that? You got fire in his feet. <laughs> yeah. I remember, Andrew, I think it was your dad. Your dad came here and got mightily touched by God, if I remember correctly. And he said, man, this church is awesome, but if you start pulling out snakes, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any snakes. You don't have any snakes, do you, Pastor Alex? No snake. No, we do step on them. We, we do crush the head of the snake. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. amen. So blessed to be here Sunday night. And uh, we don't have children's ministry, although the, nur the nursery is open. This is a time where we really want the whole family to come and you to bring your kids, bring your wife, bring your husband, bring your kids, let your kids sit at your feet there and learn to play with Legos or whatever it is and hear the word. And uh, I've found over the years, as we've done that, it's been something that's been very special to me and my family, because even though, you know, they got something to draw with, something to play with, and all of that, the Word of God goes in. And, and if we don't have that, then you get a whole generation that doesn't know what it is to do church like we do church in here. And so just so grateful for all of the kids here and the families here, and and uh, Pastor Kirsten, Minister Kimmy, and your whole team, thank you for all that you do. You work very, very diligent. We have hundreds of kids in our children's ministry. All right, here we go. Joshua, defeat the battle of Jericho. Joshua, turn to Joshua chapter, I believe it's 5. Joshua 5. Very familiar passage of Scripture, and we'll stand here in a moment. If you missed this morning... Something happened in here this morning. Worship, worship was awesome. It's always wonderful to be in worship here. Second service, Pastor Alex, I think they shouted you off the piano or something. Just couldn't move on and took a pause to go to the next song. And everybody was shouting and screaming and hollering. I didn't know what. I thought it might be a revival for a second. Oh, people were going to start running. I almost took off running myself. I mean, like, what do you mean by that? I mean, literally, like, run. You know, run in the Spirit. We're a Spirit-filled church. And we make no apologies for it. We just uh, we want you to be as comfortable as we can make you. But at the same time, we want God to feel at home and do what he wants to do. And um, had a powerful, really it was an illustrated sermon. And for those of you who are here, understand that. But it was a powerful sermon, I'm to understand. And uh, if you didn't catch that, it will be posted up this week on the, uh, on the web. Amen. What day will that be? By Wednesday, it'll be on the podcast, and you might be able to catch it now on the on-demand video, kcalaska.com. Say it with me, kcalaska.com. All right. Well, we're going to get in the Word. Uh, I want to be sure to uh, 
just acknowledge uh, Bubba Jones and your family. Where are you, Bubba? Hey, Bubba, these guys are from our church in Bristol Bay. Hey, come on, put your hands together for them. God bless you. And they're here and having a child, and we're just so blessed that you're with us. You be sure to give Minister Tim a big hug for us, won't you? All right. All right, let's stand up on our feet. Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5. Go down to verse 13. Are you ready? New King James. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and there behold a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or our adversaries? So he, notice capitalized, so he said, No, but as commander of the army of the Lord I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped and said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. I bet he did. I bet he, I bet he did that. Chapter 6. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king, and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war, and you shall go all around the city once. This you will do, this you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priest shall blow the trumpets. And it shall come to pass, when they make a long blast of the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout a great shout. What kind of a shout? A great shout. Then the wall of the city shall fall flat, and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Wow. What a text. Verse 6, Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called to the priests and, and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let the seven priests bear the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. Father, we thank and praise you for what you're going to do tonight. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. I have seen repeatedly in my prayer time as we have been in the midst of our 21 days, our annual 21 days of prayer and fasting, and as I've said before, ever since I got saved, we've been doing this fast. Ever since I came to the Lord, we've been fasting 21 days, January, every January, 21 days in January, and usually we have a miracle service at the conclusion of that, and I will tell you that we will have a miracle service. You say, isn't this a miracle service? Yeah, it really is. All of them are, but specifically... I want to charge you and encourage you that on the 24th, Sunday night, so it'll be this service, 
Bring every single per lame, halt, withered, wheelchair, busted, broken person you can find. Bring them up in here, and we're going to pray. God's going to touch them. We're going to see miracles happen. If you need a miracle, you begin to pray. Not that God can't do it tonight. He can. But I've seen uh, great, great breakthroughs at the final days of the fast. That'll be our last night together of the fast on the 24th. Now, the next weekend, I've got a special guest here. The guy's off the chain. He's an amazing, Terry Wong is his name. He, uh, he just struck it big in Simi Valley as a, uh, you know, kind of a computer guy and uh, software and all of that. He's a black belt in I don't know how many different uh, arts. He's tremendous, man. God called him into ministry. He preaches tremendously and especially a heart for missions. Don't miss Sunday morning, next Sunday morning, Mission Sunday. And so we'll encourage you in that. But I've seen over this time of prayer and fasting, like the Lord standing before us and with a sword drawn. And I know what it means. I know what he's saying to me. He's saying, son, I have strategy for you to take the city. I have strategy for you to take the state. I have a strategy for you to take the nation, to take the nations. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. And he stands before us tonight just like Joshua. I believe this. And I've seen it over and over and over and over and over. And so tonight I want to I wanna preach to you from this text and teach you about how to get strategy from God. Because God has a strategy of how to take your Jerichos. God has a strategy of how to unlock the closed door. God has a strategy. He's got a plan. Come on, somebody say God's got a plan. God's got a plan of how to release the breakthrough, release the resources, release healing. He has a plan for your destiny and for your family. He has a plan for our church. Can you say amen? amen. So this text is a powerful text and has been meaningful to us at KC for years and years and years. So let's take a look. at. Josh was confronted by what the text calls the commander of the Lord's army, which is amazing. And so the commander, the captain of the host, stands before him. It's a supernatural encounter. And we're going to find out in just a moment who this man is. It's a supernatural encounter. And I love what Joshua says. Josh says, are you for us or against us? And he answers, not a typical answer. He says, no. Um, excuse me, you didn't answer the question. You for us or against it? That would be the right way to answer that would be, we're for you, I'm for you. Or, no, I'm for your adversaries. But that's not what the, the man does. This man from heaven. The sword drawn. And I love the boldness of Joshua. I mean, he just charged. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what this seemed like? Man with the sword drawn. Are you for us or against us? And he says, no. So this man doesn't fit in any category that Joshua has. doesn't fit in any of his frameworks of thinking there in verse 14. And the reason that he doesn't fit in any of his frameworks is the man that's standing before him is God. Well, how do you know that? There's a number of ways that we can prove that. Let's prove that. A theophany, everybody say a theophany. A theophany is a visible manifestation of God. So this is a theophany, and we know that it's God for a number of reasons. One, you'll see that Joshua bows down and worships. 
And it is clear that you're not allowed to worship angels. And angels won't let you worship them. And you see that through Scripture. But we know it's the captain of the, 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 captain of the host, the commander of the Lord's army. Lord Sabaoth. And he stands there before Joshua. Joshua worships him, and the angel lets him do it. And not only that, he calls him Lord. Come on, look at the, look at the text with me. No, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I've now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth, verse 14, and worshiped. And he said, what does my Lord say to his servants? So who's standing before him is not an angel. It's the Lord. God standing before him. I believe it's Jesus. And he's standing before him. He worships him. He calls him Lord. And the ground that he's on is holy. How many of you know wherever God is, there is his kingdom. So wherever God is, that's holy. And he gives him a strategy of how to take the very first city. It's the first fruits. And he commanded him about that city that none of the things that they were to take from that city should go into their own their own stockpiles, if you will. It was to belong to the Lord. They were all, the things were called accursed. It's another evidence of the tithe. It's another evidence of the first fruit. And so he gives a strategy to Joshua. I want to give you six things tonight. If you're taking notes, I'd encourage you to write these six things down. Six things of how to get God's strategy for your life. And really, it's how to get God's strategy for your business. How to get God's strategy, uh, strategy for a church, for a ministry. Six things. The first thing is this. You have to be obeying what He already told you. Many people want to move forward in, in the plan of God, want to move forward in their life, want to move forward in destiny, but they flat refuse to obey that which they already know is the will of God. So they, if you're not obeying God's will already, what, in, what kind of spirit? How do you think you're actually going to get the next set of orders when you haven't obeyed the first ones? Look at your neighbor and say, true that, true that. Go ahead and tell him. Oh, snap. Got to obey. There it is. Small little word. Causes a lot of pain for some. But there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. You must trust and obey. You've got to be trusting what God has already, and obeying what God has already spoken to you. And if you look at Joshua's life, man, he is one of my heroes in the Old Testament. He obeyed when he was a spy. He obeyed when he was a servant of Moses. He obeyed when he crossed over the Jordan. God gave him a plan how to do that. He obeyed, he obeyed, he obeyed. I love that scripture. It's, it's, it's in the Bible. In the Old Testament relating to Joshua that he was a servant of Moses and the cloud would come down with Moses and talks about Joshua there. I believe that he, soon Moses would leave the, and the cloud would stay just a little bit longer. The hand washer, if you will. Joshua was filled with wisdom because Moses laid his hands on him. So the, the first thing is obey what you already know to obey. You've got to be obeying His plan. Come on, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your 
mind, your soul, and your strength. A couple different versions there. But I mean, you got to do that. So if you're not doing that, what makes you think you're going to give you the keys to the door that's locked before you? Duh. Hello. Hi. It's not going to happen. The second thing is recognize that God's going to come and speak to you. I have been so encouraged by the revelation that God wants to build His church in a greater way than even the desire that I might have. Listen, he wants to touch your family in a, in a greater way than you want your family touched. He wants you to fulfill his plan in a greater way than you can ever fathom. And so God wants to touch you. Recognize that he's going to come. He's going to speak to you. He's going to help you. He's got a plan. Come on, somebody say, God's got a plan. And I know that sometimes it feels like a divine game of duck, duck, goose. I mean, it's kind of like he touches you, he ministers to you, and then he's like, where'd you go? And he causes us to come after him, to go deeper, and to seek his face while he may be found. Though he's not far from any one of us, even as near as the words in our mouth. But he hides truth from a casual observer. He's not obligated to tell you anything. What? That's offensive. Well, you're not God, so that's kind of the way that is. He's trying to get something from you. He, he knows what's best for you. He's a jealous God. And that doesn't mean like a jealous boyfriend, a girlfriend. It's, it's jealous with holiness. We don't really understand that. But he's so crazy about you. He so wants you to walk in purpose and destiny that he will smite and slash and hew and cut down. Hold on to Old Testament words right there. He will cut down every other thing in your life. It'll just fail. It'll fall flat. You know, and if you have an idol, and he's going to make sure that you see how, you know, how that thing fails. It doesn't speak. It's not going to help you. So that's the second thing. The second thing is recognize God's got a plan, and he's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you. Obey him. And recognize this should release faith. Because every man of God, every woman of God throughout Scripture that sought God, God spoke, God had a plan, and God's plan works. Your plan? Maybe not so much. God's plan? Oh, yeah. It works good. The third thing is humble yourself. Oh, I hate that one. Humble yourself. Man, I, I had to eat some humble pie today. Anybody else have to eat some humble pie? If you haven't eaten a slice of humble pie, he's trying to serve it up to you. He'll use people. People, people, people. He uses people. Yeah, and if you're not willing to humble yourself, then you're just going to stay stuck. You can stand there with the Jericho all shut up and you having no way. How is a bunch of slaves... Wandered around for 40 years. Praise God, the shoes didn't wear out. When all they ate is manna, now I'm like a permanent fast. We better not get talking about food. They're on like a permanent fast. All you get is manna, 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 fried manna, deep fried manna, boiled manna, sauteed manna, steamed manna. How many ways can you cook manna? Blackened manna. <laughs> I'm sure you get pretty sick of that after a while. I, th I don't know. You know, they were, I think they were strong. I think they were well able. Scripture talks about that. But I mean, this is a major city. There's no way 
unless God intervened. And I'm going to tell you something. There is no way on God's green earth you will be able to fulfill the plan that, you, that God has for you with your plan. There's a dependence that's needed. There's a dependence that's needed. So, and you're going to have to humble yourself. Come on, somebody say humble yourself. Six things to get God's strategy. Number one, obey what he already said. Everybody say obey. The second thing is what? Recognize God's got a plan. He's going to speak to you. Yeah, he's got a plan and he's going to speak to you. The third thing is humble yourself. You can't ever go wrong with just admitting you're wrong. Wow. He beautifies the humble with salvation, the word says. There's so many books out there about how to have success. Very rarely do you see humility as an aspect of it. The bylaws of the kingdom is the Sermon on the Mount. When you study the Sermon on the Mount, you'll see that humility is a big deal. It's the opposite of what we are. We are, go, I'm going to do that thing. Bring it. Pride. Now, the righteous are as bold as a lion, so there is a boldness that comes even for the righteous. But this humility, oh, humble and contrite heart, he will not spurn. If you humble yourself before the Lord, every one of us need to humble ourselves. And you say, well, I don't need to. Well, you're about to be. I was on Molokai. Pastor Kirsten, you love this story. I was on Molokai and... Um, we went with every gun blazing when we left the cathedral to Molokai. I heard all about all those spirit of death and how that death spirit would come on you and, you know, and your kids and all this stuff. And we were so freaked out when we moved over there. It's a place where they trained all the kahunas in Hawaii. And, uh, you know, we went over there and we went by the word of the Lord. I mean, God spoke to us. We didn't want to go, but then when he spoke to us, we knew we had to and we wanted to go. And we went there and it was very intense. And so honestly, being a new pastor and new at running an extension and all that, I took out everything I had, every gift, every talent, every, every weapon I had in God and shot anything that moved that was like the devil. I blew up anything. I wrote, I wrote articles in the newspaper. I just was fasting and blazing bullets everywhere. Deeply loved and deeply hated in the island. <laughs> It's funny, actually, the church never grew until I started to eat. You might remember I gained 50 pounds back then. Never quite lost it since then. And I remember one service, and revival was starting to break out. I remember one service was a Sunday night, and I preached. God gave me this message. I don't remember what the message exactly was, but there was a powerhouse ripping anointing that kind of tore through the place. And it was something that was affecting the heavenlies. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. So I, we sensed that, and it was like, whoa. And I'm standing outside with a bunch of guys from the church. And one of the guys says to me, oh, pastor, you're really serious, huh? Actually, he said it more like, oh, brah, you serious, huh? It's pigeon. And I said, oh, yeah, we're going to take the, we're going to take the asylum. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I began to talk about what we're going to do and how powerful we are and stuff. And I kind of stepped out of the covering of the, of the grace of God and got over into the... <sighs> how many of you know what I'm talking about? You ever get like that? You'd be like... 
What? Bop. You ever get like that? It's pigeon too. What? Bop. You like beef. You like beef. Bop. Bop. Yeah, kind of got like that in the spirit. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it was enough. It was enough so that I felt, I felt like this. It's like I lost the grace, the covering. I got over into pride and I thought, uh-oh, I felt like naked as a jaybird. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I like, ah, I'm alone. My wife had an encounter with the Lord. What happened? Well, I was at home. I think I was morning sick or something, puking or something. And uh, he's at the church. And I, right at, simultaneously, had had this, I was just kind of praying and um, had this picture of a dragon. And it turned, and it, it was just kind of there. And then all of a sudden, it just turned and looked at us. And it was like, so when, when she had this, we, we checked our clocks at the same time. So all of a sudden, I'm feeling like, um, I don't have any power. I don't have any authority. I'm doomed. I'm doomed. The Lord's left me. So I got over into pride. She has that encounter at home. And I realized, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Repent. 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 I just started thinking to my son, that these, there's a group of guys there. They're all talking. Oh, wow. We're going to have revival, bro. Oh, it's going to be good. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. I can't hear anything they're saying. I start weeping. I look at them. They're all looking at pastor, their new pastor. I'm like... I messed up. Lord, forgive me. I'm so sorry, God. I don't want to get by you. You're the one that's going to bring it. You're the one that's going to do it. Lord, forgive me for getting prideful. And I was like, whoosh, peace. I thought, whoo, thank you, Jesus. Don't ever want to do that again. And some of you don't know what I'm talking about. And some of you do. The Lord, the Lord will cover you if you're humble. And if you're so sure about doing your right way and you're willing to stand on judgment day before him, we'll go right ahead. Let's look at the next thing. Truly worship. He worshiped the Lord. We're talking about how to get God's strategy. How to get God's strategy. Worship. You know, that was a powerful moment right then. Some of you, some of you might not realize the power of worship. I, I'd be dead if I didn't know how to lift my voice. Listen, even if you can't sing, you better learn to. You know what I mean? You don't have to sound good. You sound good to Him. You don't have to sound good to somebody else. Wish my mama was here, but since she isn't, I'll tell her a story. Tell a story about her. We were in the, in the choir all these years ago. And uh, my mother was next to another brother, Earl Momwad, who's going on to be with the Lord, standing there in the choir, full choir, 60, 70 people. And, and we're singing, and I'm hearing this sound, you know, kind of behind me. Anybody in the choir know what I'm talking about? It's like, you know, it's not working, the sound's not working. And it's like, oh, and uh, my mom tells me the story, and she says that, you know, Earl Mom was just like, oh. And he's just looking at her, and he says, we'll make a joyful noise. Amen. <laughs> the truth is, it's important for you to learn to make a joyful noise. You can hum your way into the presence of God. can whistle your way into his presence. I think you could snap your way into his presence. Uh, uh, you can dance your way into the presence of God. You can. 
worship. God releases plans and strategy in worship. But some of you might fold your arms and just be like, when's Pastor Alice going to stop playing so I can hear the word, bless God? <laughs> Worship's important. Listen, if you don't like worshiping, you will hate heaven. You will hate it. You will hate it. You're like, oh, this is terrible. And the truth is you'll be having a glorified body and all those bondages will be broken off and you'll be free to worship that. But that you can also be free now. You can be free. Free. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, be free. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Lastly. Uh, I'm sorry. Is it lastly? Penultimately. Yeah, live holy. Oh, boy. Without holiness, no one can please the Lord. So if you want God's plan for your life, you're going to have to live holy. Come on, take your sandals off. No, don't, because some people might have some, you know. Has anybody ever been in this? You ever been in a service like that where it's like, that, you know, uh, one of the mothers in the church or somebody stands up and says, yay, take your shoes off. We're like, no, don't do it. Take your shoes off. Every you bust your shoes off, I'm going to tell you something. There's going to be a fragrance, and I don't think it's going to be under the Lord. You know what I'm talking about? Let me leave your shoes on. Take them off in the spirit. Come on, somebody say amen. Do you remember that foot washing service that we did? The Lord spoke to us to do a foot washing service, and we were anointed by the Holy Ghost to do it. We did it. We washed the feet of some 80-plus people. And afterwards, I think I might have needed prayer. Anyway, God is good, and he moved in power. You're not laughing because you weren't, you weren't there. Everybody say, live holy. He takes off the sandal, and he, it's a declaration. Same thing that happened to Moses. Remove your sandals. Wow. There's things that you're doing perhaps in your life that are aborting or undermining God's plan for you. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Hell. Lastly here, believe. Everybody say believe. believe. You've got to believe. This is 6-2, verse 2. See, I have given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty man of valor. Listen, if you've been here for any length of time, you've heard us make these decrees. And I'm going to tell you something. Making a decree, making a declaration, making a statement of faith is crucial to moving into new territory, to getting the strategy of God. You've got to believe. I've, I've had you, I might have tricked you, but it's good. I've had you saying, this is going to be the greatest year of my life. I want you to say that. This will be the greatest year of my life. 2016 will be the greatest year of my life. That is a declaration of faith. You're saying it, and it has power. And some of you don't understand that. You, you line up with the devils. You know, you use your mouth to make devil declarations. 
I can't do it. This is impossible. Nobody loves me. My life's lame. I've made this other declaration. We will break ground in the spring on our new property. Somebody say amen. And I'm saying this now. It's, it's partially crazy, but, you know, welcome to KC. It's faith. It's faith. It's faith. It's confidence, confident assurance of what you cannot see. By March 21st, on March 21st, I'm sticking a shovel in the ground. We're breaking ground in the spring. Come on, somebody say amen. Now, if you know what I know, that's going to take a miracle. But we've already had some great miracles. Believe that God can give you the city. Believe that God can turn it around. Believe that God can help you to overcome every obstacle, every sickness, every disease. Believe that God's going to bring you into the land. Believe that God's going to set your mama free, set your brother free. Believe that God can help you. Believe, believe, believe. See it. See, I've given you the city. Say it again. See, I've given you. Stand up on your feet and imagine all of Alaska coming to the Lord and say it. One, two, three. See, I've given you the city. Come on, shout and give a clap to God. You may be seated. Well, hallelujah. Such a simple, simple word. There's implementing his plan too. I'm just so excited about this great journey that we're on. Never been a part of a church as quite as on fire as this one. The things that are happening are astounding. Astounding miracles. You don't get to hear them all. We should probably start a, collecting more testimonies so that you could hear them. Because testimonies really release faith. Releases faith that what God did for you or for somebody else. And you make that declaration, releases faith for somebody who's in need of that kind of miracle. They say, man, God, you did it for me. You can do it for me. Anybody ever been touched like that? Years ago, Pastor Michael Gannon standing up front. I was just in a pair of surf shorts and a ripped T-shirt. Seven-eighths of the way back. This guy got up and began to testify about how he got saved on... What's it, is it seven grams of Coke or something? Is it ten? It's no less than that. He overdosed. And the Lord came and visited him and said, you're going to go to hell. And he repented and gave his life to Jesus. He wasn't in some church. He was in his house. And God visited him. And he was wanted by the FBI. Wanted by the FBI. He was a part of this whole ring of, anyway, he was wanted by the FBI. He his life was in total shambles. He had destroyed his nose, right? And God spoke to him and said, I'll save you. And he received Jesus. Instantly, he was set free from the, right out of the, the addiction, right out of the overdose. He snapped right out of it. And he began to serve God. And he ended up telling his story. He's going to be one of our guest speakers here in February. <laughs> So as a young man in my 20s, I'm all the way back listening to the story. I thought, God, you did it for that dude. He ain't all that. <laughs> no, that's what I thought. I thought, it doesn't look like he's something special or anything. And his nose is even blown out. My nose works. Lord, you did it for him. 
could do it for me. And now I stand here. My testimony being different. But the story's the same. You submit to God. You get His, His plan for your life. You learn to worship Him. You learn to serve Him. You obey what He already said. Oh, come on, let me, let's go back over these real quick. Because some of you already forgot what I said. So did I. Praise God. But I have notes. Do you have notes? Okay, I have notes, and I'm going to look at them. And thank God the pages are numbered. Amen. Obey what he already said. Do what? Obey what he already said. Obey what he already said. Secondly, recognize God's got a plan, and he's going to speak to you about it. Recognize what? God's got a And he's going to about it. That's right. Number three, humble yourself. That's someone we don't really like. Humble yourself. Number four, worship. Do what? Worship. Number five, live what? Lots of you don't like that one either because you haven't experienced the joy of actually living that way. But once you experience the joy of living holy, things change. You say, Pastor, do you live holy? Yes. And when I... When I fall short, which we all fall short. I'm not talking about willful sin. I don't willfully go out and do anything that break his heart. Why would I do that? But we fall into the sin of irritation. Occasionally break the speed limit. I did good today, though. I tried. Amen. I... I mostly did the mostly did the speed limit. So when the Lord convicts you of things, then what do you do? You repent and you run to Him and you let Him touch you. Everybody say, "Live holy." Number six. I believe I can fly. believe I can fly. Come on, Brother Toby. You're going to sing it for us? Come on, Jesus. <laughs> well, you can't fly no matter what you believe, but you can. You can overcome the obstacles of the enemy. You can run through a troop. You can jump over a wall. You can take the city. Yes, you can. You need to be in to see it. You need to see it. If you can't see it, listen, I'm closing. If you can't see it, it ain't ever going to happen. Can you see? What do you look? What do you see? What do you see? Do you see victory? Do you see defeat? Some of you need a new set of glasses. Come on, stand up on your feet. Six simple things how to get the strategy of the Lord. <laughs> Dream about it. Dream about it every night and day. Spread my wings and fly away. I believe, I believe I can soar.
fly. Come on, Mike, you gonna come sing it for us? Come on, put your hands together for Jesus all across this place. Lift your hands, won't you? Let the Holy Spirit just touch you right now. God will give you dreams. God will give you visions. Dreams and visions, I get them because I'm middle-aged. I get both. Young men will have visions. Young old men will dream dreams. I'm right in between. I get both of them. Praise God. Perfect age. Thank you. You're getting both too. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And He can speak to you and give you a plan. I've had God give me dreams and visions and show me things. When I wake up, I know that. See, thank you. I really feel like the Lord just spoke to me and said, that's exactly what I'm going to do for the thing that I'm, that I need some, I need some wisdom. I need wisdom tonight. Anybody else? Am I the only person? No. Lots of y'all. Look at all the hands. Tons of people need wisdom. Great. If you have your hand raised, get out of your seat and come to the front quickly. Come. come on, we're just going to ask God for, ask God for strategy, yeah. Ask God for strategy. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose for me got a plan. He's got a purpose for me. I'm seeking you, Lord. Seeking you. Lifting my voice and lifting my hands. I'm, I'm calling on your name, Lord. Seeking God for strategy. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose.
wisdom that comes from below and wisdom that comes from heaven. I'm going to release wisdom to you. If you ask, I'm going to give it to you. Even liberally overflowing unto you, knowing which way to go and what to do. I am your God. I am the, the keeper of your soul, the bishop of your soul. I'm leading you. I'm guiding you, directing, directing you. Lean upon me, says the Lord. Rely on me, and I'm going to put you right in the place, right where you should be. I am the Lord. I am God, and there is no other. I am the one who fashioned you and formed you and molded you and baked you. I am the potter. You are the clay. I am the potter. You are the clay. And I am molding you and making you in my own special way. A vessel cleansed from the former things. Now used for noble purposes. My spirit is upon you. And I'm here to help you. I'm here to give you a plan. And to overwhelmingly use you in this day and age. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost come. Holy Ghost.
your hands together for God, won't you? You got your phone on you? Yeah. Because I'm going to prophesy over your son, Avion. You can stay right where you're at. I got a word from the Lord for you. I just thought you might want to hear it later. Say when. No rush. It's all good. Oh, let's go for all the jelly donuts. Come here. Here, just stand right here. You are a very unique man. Oh, we're not ready. You are uniquely made. I mean, you, we're all divine originals, but you're really original. You know what I mean? Like, serious gift mix. You ready? Thank you for Avion. Thank you for his life. Thank you for his family, godly family. Thank you for his siblings. And We were worshiping. I saw a number of things. First of all, there is a tremendous gift. There's really not one thing that you can't do if you put your heart to it. Your heart is coming together. There is a uniting of your heart by the very Spirit of God as you've asked Him to do that. And, I, and the Lord, as these pieces are coming together, there's, there's coming a, a solidifying of calling and purpose. And I want you to know that you have an anointing that is um, very unusual. You have a political gifting. God has, is, will even use you in political office. Should, should you choose to go that way? Uh, I, I've heard about law. I, I did hear about that, some of that. But there's a, you, you, God has given you, I mean, really, I mean, you got, some in, you got an intellect. Or you really have a fine mind. And you need to raise the bar, says the Lord. Because what I'm going to do through you is, is going to be a sign and a wonder to everybody you know. Some of the people that are harassing you around school and different things that are going on, they're all going to be crashed and burned on the side of the road. So don't, 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 don't you worry about it. I don't mind. You just keep your powder dry. You keep your heart straight. And so I see a political gifting. But I also saw you choreographing. I'm telling you, I saw. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost now. I, I saw. I saw you with your own crew. I saw. I see it now. I see, I see a group of people and a tremendous mantle of leadership. And, dude, you can move. And I'm going to tell you something. that God, I know that because your mama done post stuff on Facebook. And I saw it. And you and I know, and I'm going to tell you, that's not from the devil, it's from God. And God is coming on you in such a way that you will, it's already begun to happen. I challenge you, says the Lord. I challenge you, says the Lord. You get that music out that touches you, that godly Holy Ghost stuff in your own room. Put your headset on and turn it loose. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to cause a spirit of prophecy to come on you, says the Lord. And you are going to dance prophetically. And it won't be before people at first. But you're going to begin to see the fruit begin to pop in your life, in your heart, in your physical body. You're going to see. In fact, you're going to be able to do things and move in ways that, that other people can't. They just can't. They don't have it like that. But you're going to have it like that. i got a political calling and an anointing upon your life to, in political office. And fine. I mean, uh, there, you can go to the finest school in the land and succeed there. 
but you need to guard yourself because even in the finest schools of the land, they're not so fine anymore because they're filled with secular humanism. And you need to study to show yourself approved. In this final year, as you move into becoming a senior through the summer, there's going to come a mighty move of my spirit upon your heart. And you're to study to show yourself approved, to get into apologetics and know how to defend your faith. And you are one that can absolutely destroy somebody just in arguments. I mean, just like you're quick. I mean, you can just slice them and dice them. It's just like Ginsu knife. Ginsu knife gifting to be able just to destroy somebody but you're going to do that for the kingdom of God and I see you even speaking and and I see you even on college campus I see you speaking I see you holding uh, debates and different things like that there's an anointing upon your life and it's in worship as well as in in the marketplace it's in the house of the Lord and outside the house and I'm going to anoint you I'm going to visit you says God again I see this crew thing I see a crew like a dance crew and I see prophetic choreographing and I see music I see music and arts and I mean it's just like you got a renaissance anointing dude you know looks well what are you going to do you know you're handsome too God gave you the whole package the enemy really has fought against you. I say this to you, but to everybody listening, the size of your Goliath, listen, the size of your Goliath, let your Goliath prophesy to you. All the challenges and things. It just, what's the devil nervous about? Must be nervous about something. Because there's greatness in you. You will be a great man of God. You'll be in ministry, but in the marketplace. And one more thing, I'm going to give you a bunch of money, but not until you can handle it. It's going to give you money. You're going to become a tremendous giver. Gift of generosity. Your parents got it like that. Got that gift of generosity. It's going to be on you, but it's going to be even greater portion. It's going to make you a very wealthy man. You're going to be used to build the kingdom. Amen. Lord, thank you. Release faith. Bless him. Thank you. Holy Ghost. Come. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. online. God bless you. Take someone by the hand right where you are. We'll close right here. Father, thank you for what you've done.
Thank you, Lord. Hey, if you're not right with God, get right with Him. He loves you. Give yourself to Him. Oh, you can let go of that person's hand. If you're not right with God, you want to be reconciled to Him, there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Give your heart to Jesus right now. If that's you, pray this with me right out loud. And for all of the believers here, just affirm and make a declaration of your faith. Say it with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son Jesus to die in my place. Thank you that he rose again from the grave. I repent. I ask you to forgive me. To come into my life. To come into my heart. And be my Lord and Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. <laughs> come on, say it again. Make me new. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Let me pray for you again. Holy Spirit, I pray. Fill, touch, heal. Break every bondage. Break every chain. Break every curse. Lord, and use us, God, to impact this community. I pray for divine appointments this week. Lord, you'd use us to reach into the highways and byways. Bring people in. Wednesday night would just be crazy. Packed out capacity, miracles, signs, and wonders. Lord, thank you for what you're going to do. Thank you for what you did all day today. Now bless your people. Okay, you can take someone by the hand. Now bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you Wednesday. Hey, morning prayer for all you early birds. 5 a.m. is a new morning prayer time. 5 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m. You can make any of those. God bless you at the barn. We love you. Praise the Lord. Then fly away. I believe. I believe I can soar. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.